0: Do you touch fruit in Italy? Do you floss in public? Do you answer the door in a robe? Were you raved by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things that can make it better. It's Nick Layton. And I am Leah Bonima. And let's just get right down to it with our mousse bouche. Oh, let's get it in. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so I want to take you to Italy. Picture it. Sicily. We're strolling the streets of Palermo and we stumble upon this market. Oh, what is this market? Oh, look at all of this wonderful produce. Oh, there's a stand. They're selling melons. Look at that cantaloupe. Leah, let's buy some cantaloupe. Let's walk up to this stand and buy some cantaloupe.
1: Leah, would you please...
0: Buy me a cantaloupe.
1: Hey, that was a beautiful picture and it was so nice <laughs> and I love it. And I still want a Nick app that I can just listen to things.
0: So please uh, buy me a cantaloupe. What would you do?
1: I would touch it. Mm. But I know I'm not allowed to anymore, right? I'm not no. supposed to touch it. I would touch no. it and I would smell it. But
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I since recently, I know that's a no no.
0: <laughs> okay. So you know about this. It is true. In Italy, don't touch the fruit. Don't do it. Don't think about it. Mm mm. <laughs> So this is a very major faux pas, and you will get yelled at. Yes, you will get yelled at.
1: Yelled at by Italians. And as an Italian, I'm letting you know, it's a big deal. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it is a really big deal. We are good yellers. I mean, the easiest you'll get off will be a very withering look from an old woman, (laughs) but it will be devastating. So so I just want to save you this trouble. So- Basically, here's how this works. You don't touch it. So you go up to the stand and you basically have to tell them what you want. And there will be some follow-up questions from them because they have to select the perfect thing for you. So they may want to know what you're going to do with it. Like, are you going to roast with it? Is it going to be for grilling? So that they can like select the right size. Or they may want to know, when do you want it? Because they want to know, like, how ripe is it? Are you going to have it today? Should it ripen tomorrow? So those will be the follow-up questions. This also applies in smaller grocery stores and even big supermarkets. In a supermarket, there will be gloves. There will be plastic gloves near all the produce. You have to put the gloves on before you touch anything. So even though you are allowed to select it yourself, you still have to wear gloves. Otherwise, the aforementioned yelling or withering looks will apply. So... That's the deal with Italian produce buying. I
1: feel like you're saving a lot of people.
0: Yes. I feel like people only mess up on this once. (laughs) And we're back. And now it's time to go deep. Very pragmatically deep. (laughs) So for today's question of etiquette, I want to talk about etiquette. For going on a job interview,
1: so good. I think this is a great, helpful one. I mean, I mean, I think they're all great and helpful.
0: <laughs> sure, some <laughs> are more helpful than others. I'll admit that. No, I, I, I know, I know what's up. But I think this is helpful because you know nobody has one career anymore. You know, nobody like works for the same company for ninety years and then retires with the gold watch and that's it. So people will be switching jobs, which involve some interviews. So <laughs> here are some thoughts, I guess. So I think the first thing is. Before you even get there, I think just be prepared. That shows consideration for the person you're about to meet. You know, when you're prepared, that's respectful of their time. Because you're like, you're in, you're focused, you know what the interview questions might be, or you've researched the company or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, I... For two jobs that I've had in the past, I ended up being the person who did interviews. Mm. And on two occasions, I remember interviewing people who clearly didn't know what the job was. I don't know if they had just gone out to a bunch of interviews that day and then didn't check their notes to themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, Because I was like, oh, that's the whole job. You know what I mean? So (laughs) just come in knowing where you are.
0: Yes. And something actually I read online is that know the name of the person you're meeting, which I guess comes up that people forget who they're meeting. So know who you're meeting for that interview.
1: Yeah. If you have a bunch of interviews that day, or if you're a person who gets nervous, so you blank on, just write it all down. And then right before you walk in the building,
0: go over your notes real quick. Yeah, that's fine. So, all right, we've arrived.
1: And we have arrived in a timely fashion.
0: (laughs) Yes. Which also means not too early. So don't get there an hour early either. Like 15 minutes ahead of time is probably like the max.
1: I always get places incredibly early because I'm always afraid something will happen with public transportation. So then I just loop, do some nice loops around the block. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think there's a couple different flavors of being early. There's the, I'm early and I'm sitting in your lobby and I've already told you that I'm there. And then there's, I've arrived at the building and I'm ready to walk in, but like I'm just going to wait until we get a little closer to the appointed time. Right. So I think you definitely want to be In the office, basically on time, however that is. So, you know, if you want to get to the lobby a few minutes early, that's great. Settle in. But yeah, I think there's a limit.
1: Yeah, definitely. But there's always going to be some kind of security protocol. Factor that in.
0: Uh, Yes. I mean, definitely in New York, uh, you have to be mindful of, you know, what building you're going to. You know, if it's the Freedom Tower, like, give yourself an extra half an hour.
1: I think I was at the Sirius XM building. I don't remember which this happened to me first. I got early and then, I mean, reasonable early, not obscene early. And then it was an elevator bank that I had not experienced before. <laughs> what
0: does that mean?
1: Now I'm so used. I just remember, now I'm used to them. But the ones where once you get into the elevator, you had to have pressed the number of your floor outside.
0: Oh, right It's a turbo lift. In, yeah, once right. you
1: get in, the snow. And I got in. And I, I just... Freaked out. Cause well, because like no there's no buttons. buttons.
0: And like there's no, like, you don't even see where the light source is coming from. <laughs> no. And even the door disappears and you're just like in this sensory deprivation pod. Yeah. yeah you're like,
1: what is this? And then finally, I, you know, it went to the went over the floor the person had called it. And then I went back down with them. And then somebody else got in, and finally I just looked, and I said, Hi. Um I didn't know how to get it to go to a floor. <laughs> and then we had a good laugh.
0: <laughs> so Know that if there's an unfamiliar elevator technology <laughs> you might be encountering. All right, so you have made it to the office. So now we're in the waiting room and we're checking in. And I think my only advice here is be nice to everybody. Oh yeah. Like be nice to the staff. Be nice to the receptionist.
1: It makes a big difference. Hey, why wouldn't you want to be nice to everybody Right, anyway? You should be
0: nice to everybody and we shouldn't have to say that. But I've seen a lot of people rude to the receptionist. Yeah, and that makes a difference. Oh, I know a lot of hiring managers that do ask the receptionist for their feedback about people. They want to know how that interaction was.
1: Yeah. So because it's so telling about a person's personality. Yeah. And then also I think there are waiting rooms where people are very loud. I've seen it happen where there'll be like a few people waiting for an interview and they'll just sort of start talking to people. And I think it's fine to be friendly, but don't cut into people's prep time.
0: Mm, I see. So don't be disturbing.
1: Yeah. Don't be disturbing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's good advice uh, at all times. But okay. (laughs) <laughs> we can emphasize it here. Sure. <laughs> and then we get into the interview. So we're in the room now. And I guess we're offered some water. And I think there's debate as to whether or not you're supposed to take the water. But I think you should take the water.
1: I think if you want the water, take it. Yeah, take the
0: water. Yeah. So take the water. Why would you not? I don't know why you wouldn't take the water.
1: I mean, they're not testing you to be like, I want them to be offered water and not take it. That's- <laughs> Unless they are. <laughs> and which they are, then you don't want to work there.
0: Oh, that the water is a test? Do they have self-control?
1: Self-control and hydrating? (laughs) What would be wrong with drinking water?
0: So take the water.
1: If you want it.
0: Yeah, if you want it. Or take the water anyway, because I think actually it's a good prop if you want to think of an answer or if you want to kind of break up the rhythm of the interview. Like it gives you an opportunity to like reach for something and like take a sip and like break up the rhythm. Mm, yeah.
1: Very nice. Yeah. I would, this would be me. I would take the water. Mm. I would open the water. I would spill it right down my face. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: but things go wrong in interviews and so I think a question is like is this catastrophic no it's how you uh handle it how do you how do you handle the water going down your blouse
1: oh I think you just oh my goodness and then I would laugh at myself and then I would grab a napkin and just pat it down and then I would move on
0: yes we move on we don't dwell yes So I think that would be a good uh, advice anytime you get flustered in an interview, you know, just kind of like acknowledge it or maybe not and just move on. Yeah. And then I think some things that came up as I was researching this, turn your phone off. Don't have your phone on.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Like just turn it all the way off. All the way off. Don't even have it on vibrate. Definitely turn it all the way off. And then don't touch stuff. So like don't touch stuff on their desk. Like if they have that little thing (laughs) with the balls that go back and forth, little kinetic uh, sculpture thing, don't touch it. Like don't touch their stuff.
1: Yeah, we definitely don't touch their stuff. I also, you know, I read um, for stuff for auditionings. They say, you know, don't don't shake anybody's hand unless they put it out first. But a lot of people don't want to touch people anymore.
0: Okay, yeah, I think that's that's probably fair. I mean, I think in general, you always want to kind of just follow their lead. So, you know, follow the lead with body language, follow the lead for like where we're sitting. You know, I think you kind of want to read the room as best you can and just sort of do what feels the most appropriate in that moment.
1: It's so funny now that you've been like, don't touch their stuff. I'm like, keep your shoes on. I mean, how far do we have to? (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: don't chew gum. Take off your coat. Don't wear sunglasses. I mean, yeah. What, What else is on this list?
1: I am a huge gum chewer. Well. I mean, I've kicked the habit. I've kicked the habit.
0: And I, you know better than to go to a job interview while chewing gum.
1: No, but I'm. Ex- I it would help me with my anxiety. It would keep my mouth wet. Because when I get very anxious, my mouth dries out. Mm. So I've actually worked on this very hard. But for a long time, because I know, you know, in all the tapings, interviews, you can't have gum. So I would chew gum up until the last moment.
0: Ah, and then what do you do with it?
1: And then I would put it in a tissue. Okay. In my bag.
0: So, Don't forget to take out the gum. Yeah, if you're a person
1: who needs gum to keep your mouth wet, which I get happens if you have anxiety mouth, it's a real thing.
0: Yes. I, I mean, I think a cough drop, I guess, is okay. I don't know, that can be a little distracting. Cough drops kind of smell. Yeah, if it's a very aggressive, like, recall. Somebody's like, of thing.
1: who's got a halls? Are you getting me sick? You know what I mean? I'm just saying- <laughs> Oh, I, that's true. I, I understand that sometimes people have gum for their anxiety. Just get rid of it before you get in there. Yes. And not in some weird place either.
0: Um. Yes. do like, don't spit it in the hall when you're walking. <laughs> put your gum in a weird place. That's a long list of places. <laughs> Something that came up, which I don't understand how is even a thing, but somebody says, don't have an oversized handbag. So so I think if you go on a job interview, don't bring your Mary Poppins bag with you. Well, Mary Poppins actually
1: had a very delicate bag. It just fit a lot of things.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You should get a whole coat rack in there.
1: I don't know what that means. I, also I don't think know what
0: that means.
1: In New York, you have to carry with you- That's your, your whole day. Your, it's your whole day. It's the
0: trunk of your car in there.
1: What if you're coming from the airport?
0: Yeah, I think that's a weird thing. Yeah.
1: Don't bring, a I guess, a tent and a, like an <laughs> Appalachian Mountain Trail backpack. That's maybe aggressive. Yes. <laughs> I,
0: well, I think in general, be mindful of what you're bringing. So like, don't bring a harpoon <laughs> and a hoagie, right? Like- I think those are on the no list.
1: But I think if we have to worry about our bag size, I mean. Yeah,
0: there's a, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I have interviewed people and I've been interviewed. And I think what is important is just sort of sincerity and authenticity. Like, I think that's just sort of what it is. You don't want to pretend you're somebody you're not, because if you get the job, they're going to figure out who you really are real fast. And that's never good. And you also never want to sort of get a job based on, I guess, not being yourself. On some level, right? I mean, you kind of want them to hire you for you. Yeah, because you also want to like them. You want it to be a good mix. That's also a good point. You are also interviewing them, right? When you're going in, like, it's a two-way street. Like, they have to offer you the job, but you also have to accept the job. And let me tell you, I have been on interviews that were so shocking where it was like, oh, I, I am not interested in this anymore. I went to this one interview where it was set up. I was supposed to meet this guy and then his boss and I get to the office and it was open plan. And uh, they had me waiting in like the little reception area. And he goes to talk to the boss. I was like, oh, Nick's here. And she's like, who? It's like, oh, Nick Layton. Um, he's the two o'clock. He's like, oh, that's not on my calendar. Who is this? What is this about? And they proceeded to have a whole conversation about how she wasn't interested in having this meeting with me because she didn't know anything about this for like 10 minutes as I'm 10 feet away hearing this whole thing and sort of like I okay I I get it we don't want to have this meeting no problem so like uh, I can go now but it's sort of like what a huge waste of my time like that's just unprofessional and rude so obviously I'm not interested in working with those sorts of people so yeah just know that your behavior as an interviewer this also matters
1: yeah I think an interviewee you're allowed to ask questions oh sure yes You know, have your questions ready.
0: And the most important thing of all, afterwards, got to send a thank you note.
1: Which is in your thank you note cubby.
0: (laughs) Your stationary (laughs) wardrobe. That's right. Yes. So you want to send a follow-up email immediately. I think that's very important while you're still fresh on their mind. So great to meet you. Thank you for the opportunity to learn more about you and your company. Let me know if there's any more questions or anything else I can do for you. And then you also want to follow up with a handwritten note, I think that's very nice. Very few people do it. It will make you stand out. If it's between you and one other person and you're the one that sent the thank you note, it could tip it in your favor. So do that.
1: I remember reading this article about Paul Rudd from this casting director who said that early in his career, which how would we know he looks the same 20 years later? What an amazing man. He sent handwritten thank you notes to the casting director. Yeah. And then she still remembered it.
0: Yeah. I mean- It is remarkable the effect that a handwritten note has for any occasion. Like, it it really is remarkable. And we talk about it a lot, and it's sort of like a shtick here, but it's not a shtick. We do it. We want you to do it. It really will change the world. So help us change the world. (laughs) World peace. That's what we're going for, Leah.
1: We are we will not stop until we
0: get world peace. That's it. That's the goal of the show. No. Once presh. we get world peace, then we're canceling the show.
1: Then we're donezo. That's it.
0: That's the end of the show. World peace.
1: and we also have Harry Wild.
0: Yes, Jane Seymour.
1: And I enjoy all of those shows very much.
0: So you out there, sign up for a 30 day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by book of the month. I am loving
1: getting to pick my books of the month.
0: So our first question is, quote, "'I was working out of the home office of my boss, "'who was a close friend. "'I was leaving one day, and she had a friend over "'to help her bake a cake for another friend's birthday. "'She asked if I would like to stay "'and help her bake a cake for her friend. "'It was a girl's kind of thing. "'Granted, I loved to bake, "'and our relationship was friendly and casual. "'But is it rude?' I said no politely, "'and that I could not help them "'because I knew I wasn't invited to the party. "'I mean, why should I help her bake a cake "'to a party if I wasn't invited?' I was very polite and I said, oh, sorry, I can't. I have plans after work today. Isn't it odd to ask your friend to help you bake a cake that you know they won't be able to eat? At first, I felt bad because I felt like I wasn't participating in their girl time. But then I realized I wasn't really their friend.
1: This question is slightly confusing because halfway through, she says, I said no. Why would I make a cake for a party I'm not invited to. But then she didn't say that. She just said, no, thank you. I have plans after work today. Mm -hmm. And then she basically at the end of the question has a... Epiphany. Realization that these
0: people aren't her friends. Right. So it starts with like, I was working with my boss. We were friends. And at the end it's like, oh, wait a minute. We're not friends. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that happened. And then in the middle, I think the thing which is like, oh... Why would I help you? That was her internal monologue. Yes, that's what I think. And then what she actually said was just like this neutral, like, oh, sorry, I can't. I'm busy. So I think that's what she actually said. Right. Which isn't rude at all. Which is not rude. Not even in the least bit. Is the question, is it rude to ask someone to help you bake a cake that they can't eat? I think that's the main question here.
1: Well, it wouldn't have been rude if it was during work
0: hours. Oh, okay. If this was like part of the job day. Thing. Yeah,
1: but she's asking her to stay afterwards. Hey, do you want to hang out afterwards? And we're baking a cake for a party that you're not
0: invited to. <laughs> right. Now, is it rude to invite someone to bake a cake if they can't eat it? Do we feel like that's rude or was that invitation okay? I think it's
1: layered. No like a cake pun intended.
0: <laughs> because
1: of the power dynamic in the relationship.
0: Yeah, that definitely adds a layer, yes, of Genoise.
1: And the icing on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that it's a home office. Yes. So the boundaries here are
0: Yeah. No, we have we have frosting oozing out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel like I love to bake. Um, you may not know I'm actually a professionally trained pastry chef and I enjoy baking and I enjoy sharing things. I don't necessarily feel like I need to eat everything. I would actually be very content to, you know, make croquembouche and give it away and never taste it. So I get that it could be fun to like hang out and bake and like, here's a cake that you'll take to some party later that I'm not invited to. Like, I'm not personally bothered by that. But I can see why that's also problematic.
1: Yeah, I'm ex—I'm exactly where you are, except for with the professional training. Um, <laughs> and that's that I can see why this would bother a person. It wouldn't bother me because I- I'd be like, oh, we'll just hang out. But I understand why in this relationship, it's probably happened in other ways with other things.
0: Right. And I think this is tricky when you have a employer that you're friendly with, which I think is nice. I think it's nice to like our employers. But when we confuse employment with friendship, that can be tricky. And we don't know if they were friends first and then became employer or if the employment happened first and then the relationship became friendly.
1: I think it's that one.
0: Yeah. So I think we may just be misinterpreting friendliness for friendship. And then the second thing, which is also sort of makes it blurry, is that it's home office. Yeah. Like you said, like we are actually in your home. And so that line is very.
1: So I think it's just fine to say, like you said, no, thank you. I have stuff to do.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, and set those boundaries. Like I'm not being paid for this and I don't really want to do it. So no. Yeah. So our next question is, quote, when did it become normal to floss in public? My grown-up son, who is almost 30, and his girlfriend, about the same age, are staying with us for a week. After a home-cooked dinner, they get up and start to self-importantly floss their teeth. In the kitchen, walking around, talking about their plans for the evening. I find it gross and very impolite. I don't need to see the results of their explorations.
1: I think some of our letter writers are just the most wonderful
0: wordsmiths. This is poetry. Yes.
1: It really is.
0: (laughs) So when did it become normal? Uh, It's not. It's not normal.
1: No, but I have seen it. And I do. I also find it gross. Uh, Anything, nail clipping, Uh flossing, anything that has... Grooming. Yeah, where there's particles... No, keep it in with yourself in the bathroom.
0: Lizzie Post says, if it requires a mirror, it requires a bathroom. So <laughs> that's good advice. Well, obviously
1: these people are flossing mirrorless.
0: Yeah. So there was this survey that was done by one of the companies that makes those like plastic picks that you see like littered all over cities. You know, like it looks like a little like uh, a U-shape with the floss across Oh the, yeah, you know, the one flosser. Thing. And so one of those companies did a survey and they showed that millennials are twice as likely to floss in public than baby boomers. So I guess the younger you are, the more likely you are to floss in public. Doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. No matter what your age is, I still find it gross. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's gross and you shouldn't do it. And I think there's a feeling of I'm at home and so this is a private space and so therefore it's okay that I do it in front of my mother. No, no. No, <laughs> it's not. So I'm just making
1: a face for those at home. I just, you know, I want to be open and affirming to everybody's habits, but
0: like flossing and stuff, just keep it to yourself. I mean, the thing about <laughs> flossing is that you are removing particulates. Yeah, that's the word. What did I say? Oh, I said particles. That's okay. Well, as long know. as I didn't say particulars. <laughs> so those particulates often leave your mouth. They fly. As as flossing is happening. So I think that makes this particularly egregious. (laughs) Yes. Now, I think a question is, can we say anything? Can mom in this story say anything to her grown son? Because in general... Yeah, it's your house. It is your house. Although, is the son a guest in your house? In which case, you probably wouldn't say something to a guest who was doing this. Or is the son your son, and there's still an opportunity to correct their behavior? Because you are allowed to correct someone's etiquette if they're your child. And you are helping them become better citizens in society. Like, that's allowed. That's an occasion when you are allowed to correct someone's behavior. But, like, a grown son? Has that, has that window closed? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah.
1: I mean, you don't have to do it publicly, so he feels embarrassed in front of his girl lady. But, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? You could just be like, hey, I don't like seeing flossing. Can you do it in the bathroom?
0: Yes. I think you could definitely say something. And I think if you said it in a nice value neutral, non-judgmental way, which is like.
1: Like, oh, gross.
0: Are you flossing? (laughs) Who raised you? Super subtle like that would work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but it's gross. And I think uh, don't do it. Also, I don't like when people floss in their cars. Because I still feel like that's kind of public, even though you're in your own little bubble.
1: I haven't seen this.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, people do all sorts of grooming in their cars.
1: Oh, I've seen, obviously, like people putting on their makeup and stuff. I mean, I know sometimes say it's like a a chewier beef or uh, Uh
0: like a... Like a ropa vieja sort of thing.
1: (laughs) or a spinach, you get that in there and it's uncomfortable and you have to get it out.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. I
1: understand that where you're like, this is an emergency. It's hurting my face. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there as like, maybe you had to run to your car because there was a piece of chicken that was going to put you over the edge.
0: No, I don't mean like run to your car in the parking lot to get floss that you need. <laughs> I mean, like you're stopped at a stoplight and you're like going to town on your third molar. <laughs> I just can't, I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, it happens. So our (laughs) next question is quote, say that you're working from home and are typically in your underwear or robe. If someone walks up unannounced, is it more rude to make them wait while you throw on clothes? Or is it more rude to answer the door with a robe tied tightly so it kind of looks like you're naked underneath?
1: Let me say what's rude is the person arriving unannounced.
0: That's what I find shocking. Right.
1: Unless it's a delivery. Because sometimes like things don't come on the day you realized and then obviously they're just doing their job. But if you swung by to say hello, it's not my fault I'm naked.
0: So is it fine to show up at the door for UPS in your robe then? It's just a robe. I don't I don't see why it's rude. I mean, I think definitely a robe probably covers you up more than what a lot of people wear. Yeah. On the street. And we're talking like terry cloth robe from a hotel, not like gauzy negligee.
1: And either way, if I was your UPS person, I don't care what you wear to the door.
0: (laughs) Right, Just please sign, ma'am.
1: Just sign. (laughs) But if you're like a person I know and you just swung by, hey, I'm probably going to (laughs) hide.
0: Actually, if there's a knock on the door, I will actually play possum. I will freeze and I will get very quiet. And I will wait for them to go away.
1: Oops. Here, it's so nerve wracking. When I am at my parents, it happens all the time. And I can't un-New York myself. I can't undo all the years here where I'm like, why is there someone at the
0: door? I once had one of my neighbors, sidebar, total sidebar, wake me up at 6 a.m. No. on a Saturday, No, knocking on my door. Why? Because one of our other neighbors wasn't separating their recycling. No,
1: no, and no. And wanted to
0: know if that was a problem. 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Can you imagine? So. I can't imagine. That was the last time I ever opened the door. <laughs> it like, if the building is burning down, the doorman will call up. <laughs> That's all. So, yeah, can you imagine? No, oh, wow. I
1: can't imagine. Who yeah. who puts that, like, that's okay in their brain?
0: Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a total insanity. So, yes, I don't answer the door. I play possum. If you need me, have the doorman call up. Otherwise, it's not important. <laughs> so for our robe underwear wearer, we're saying, like, it's fine. I think do whatever makes you feel the most comfortable. You
1: had no control over when this person was showing up. That's
0: true. So it's not really rude to make them wait. no. And I guess you would shout through the door like, oh, one minute. Yeah. So you want them to know that you're home. It'll just be a minute to recombobulate and then open the door.
1: Oh, I, Recently, my landlord came by Okay, and he knocked on the door and I was, you know, as we said, shocking. And I looked through the little thing and I saw it was him and he, I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, and he had a reason that was, and I said, just one second, he's not, it's my landlord. I don't want to have my robe. You know what I mean? Right. And I just had him wait and I put on clothes and he didn't care and I didn't care.
0: Right. Okay. So I think whatever makes you comfortable, either is fine.
1: But if like a friend stopped by, I'd stay in my robe. You came by, you get to, you get to see me uh, casual.
0: And for me, I'm always camera ready. So if, <laughs> even if you stop by, I, I'm still in full hair and makeup. I'm ready to roll. 6 a.m., he woke up ready to go. He was just irritated. That's it. Cause you know, if you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. <laughs> And we're back, and now it's time to play a game we like to call Vent or Repent.
1: Vent or Repent!
0: Which is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette experience we've had recently, or we can repent for some etiquette faux pas we've committed. So, Leah, would you like to vent? Or repent.
1: I've really been struggling this because I'm having less and less interactions with people. And I've gotten mm-hmm. really good at apologizing in real time. For my repents, okay. I mean, wow. I'm just walking around. Got nothing like, left.
0: Nothing in the so tank. So
1: sorry I did that. And then my vents are so specific mm. to like things that have happened on the we job. Can't protect,
0: <laughs> we can't protect your anonymity anymore. But,
1: but it's also like, who wants to hear about a thing that happened with a comic? Nobody. I mean, So... <laughs> Then I was thinking, what what am I going to talk about? And then a Facebook memory came up. It's just three pages of me being very upset about something. And I oh. reread it and I thought it was so funny. This is a legitimate event I have and I still stand by it. I still think this is egregious.
0: Okay, bring it.
1: And you need a quick little backstory on it. And that's, I grew up without watching TV. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with watching Television as a series, I came to okay. it late in life.
0: So you don't know about Punky Brewster, <laughs> I, you don't know about Cherry in the Fridge. I don't.
1: I don't even know what Cherry in the Fridge is. Is that a show? It's
0: a very special episode of Punky Brewster. Oh, I don't. You. I don't know about take it. Take the doors off the fridge, people. If you're going to throw out a fridge, take the door off. Very important.
1: Okay. Oh no. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna to have to look that up later. Okay, but I got I learned about television. I got my own television. I'm into it. I'm loving mm-hmm. it. I go. You made oh. up for lost time. Yeah, make up for lost. I love BBC thrillers, murder mysteries. That's my thing. A friend recommended the show Whitechapel. Mm. I'm in it. I you got to put some time in on Whitechapel because they didn't find their rhythm right away. But I hung in there. Okay. I hung in there. I hung in there.
0: You invested.
1: I invested copious amounts of time and then. Whitechapel got canceled and then it got canceled without them finishing out a major storyline. Oh, So I have now invested all of this time and now I have an open ended story in my mind that will never be closed. My friend knew the show had been canceled. It was out a very long time ago. I contacted, uh, why would you recommend a show to me that was canceled? Because I can never now find out that ending. Ever. And I, because I don't have TV experience, that feeling of being broken hearted, that somebody would just take their funding away and I'm never going to find out is wow so upsetting to me. And you can't Google something before you start watching it. I did that once with Battlestar Galactica just to see where I knew somebody from. I found out something that I didn't know was going to happen. Ugh, never again.
0: Oh, I'm in the middle of season three of Battlestar Galactica right now. So don't tell me anything.
1: I say nothing. Don't Google anything.
0: <laughs> so say we all.
1: So say we all, if you recommend something to somebody, you have to tell them in advance that the show gets canceled and that they will be left with unanswered questions for the rest of their lives.
0: Wow. Okay. That's a powerful event.
1: That's a, that's the thing I wanted to share. I was real worked <laughs> up about it for a long, I actually wrote to somebody just cause, you know, I, I'd never had experience with it. I realized now this happens to so many people that they love a show and it ends. I was like, can you just hire somebody to close out stories for us? Why is that not a job? I just want to know.
0: I just need closure. I need
1: closure on this thing that I've dedicated hours and hours that amounts to days to.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened. (laughs) Well, speaking of wasting time, I would also like to vent. Great. And here is my vent. Phone systems. Phone systems that ask you to please listen carefully as our options may have changed. Mm. Really? Have they changed? Have they changed? And do I really need to listen carefully? Like, why have you wasted all of this time telling me this in this recording when you could have just gotten right to it? And you really think i memorized your menu options? You really <laughs> think I remember what four was and I was <laughs> going to push it unless you told me to listen carefully? Like, how was I listening before? Casually? <laughs> like, if you run a company that has a voicemail system and you have a, our options may have changed message, get rid of it. Those <laughs> options have not changed. You are lying to all of us. You're wasting our time. Please don't do that. Just eliminate it. Thank you. That is my vent. <laughs> it's so infuriating. No, no. I, I, I And I know this is cliche, but I just, I, I find it so egregious in this year of our Lord 2020 that we still have phone mail systems that are inefficient and waste your time no like I, how, I appreciate how, this so much why am I even still talking to anybody on the phone anymore <laughs> like that's really what it is like why am I having to call you at all
1: I agree and I, I feel like you really voice that for all of us
0: thank you so Leah what have we learned?
1: I learned that somebody out there on the interwebs is bag shaming, saying if you're going to an interview, <laughs> you better keep your bag small. And I just don't
0: agree. Love your bag. It's how you use the bag that matters. It
1: really is.
0: And I learned that if I recommend a TV show to you, it better have an ending. <laughs> it better have an ending. <laughs> well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. I had your address. Send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. So for your homework this week, I want your questions. I want your vents, and I want your repents. You know you have them. <laughs> <laughs> you know you have them. There's an etiquette of crime probably happening to you right now as you're listening to me. So tell me about them. Send it in. Send it to our website. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 All right, Leah. It's time for Cordials of Kindness, the part of the show that you make us do, but I only give you 30 seconds to say nice things. <laughs> Ready? Set, go. So I was zooming
1: into therapy this week.
0: <laughs> okay. Very modern. <laughs>
1: and um, I just, I wanted to say to my therapist, let's talk about you. Um, just because I was thinking about anybody who is like, uh, gives, who listens to people, therapists, guidance counselors, mm. priests, pastors, I'm sure that it has been wild year for them and I just am so grateful for people who open themselves up to listen to other people and I wish we could send them a collective fruit basket. <laughs>
0: Okay, just a Harry and David box of pears. Yeah, yeah, that's what pears. Can we just send them all pears? They must be exhausted. And I would like to say thank you to you, Leah, for this Cordials of Kindness idea, which I guess is fine. Um, our listeners <laughs> apparently like it. And so what I have done is I've created com, where <gasps> you out there can participate. So if you want to have a cordial that you want to have a say... Maybe we'll say it. So you can send in your cordial. They have to be under 30 seconds, though. And uh, the good ones, maybe we'll read. So cordialsofekindness.com. And thank you, Leah. Not a bad idea.
1: Oh, that's so, I'm like smiling so hard my face hurts. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Thank you, Nick.
0: Thank you.
1: we also have Harry Wild.
0: Yes, Jane Seymour.
1: And I enjoy all of those shows very much.
0: So you out there, sign up for a 30 day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by ACORN TV. So Leah-